I've been told by everybody up on this roof that they're all off the roof. I am on the roof of Exposure 4. Got fire through the roof of the fire building in the entire rear section. Hey, welcome back to our show, Old School. I'm Chief Rick Lasky, along with my good buddy, Chief John Salka. And as always, we always we feel we've got another great topic for you. Uh, another one uh, kind of off the cuff. Um, uh, I, John, I always know, um, I, I can always put, you know, as much as we talk almost every day, several times a day, I know we're kind of goofy that way, but I, 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 always, I can always tell when I answer the phone, and you go, okay, you know why I'm calling you. Did you see what so-and-so posted on Facebook about themselves? And, you know, the, we, we talked about the chiefs that have, or the guys that have the nine foot arms from patting themselves on the back and all that stuff. But, um, you, you know, Leo Stapleton, our friend, you, you how, how much did you love Leo? Great, great guy. Great guy. Leo Stapleton, uh, for our listeners, retired as one of the commissioners in Boston years ago. He just passed away. What a jewel of a man. What a gentleman. What I mean, he was a hey, he was one of those tough bosses, John. You talked about in the lat that one show we did. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But, but oh my God, he just he just um he just um um it, it, there was something about him that you couldn't help but learn from him, you know. And 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 you talk about a guy who was the opposite, uh, opposite of ego's e brains. You know what I'm saying? He was always in search of more knowledge and everything. But in, in his book, one of his many books, he had like 35 books, remember? John, the book of 30 Years on the Line, which is one of my favorites from him. There was yep. a chapter, I think the chapter was, was ever really that smart? And he's talking as a lieutenant about the young firefighter who came in the door and knew everything. And you and I have said this oodles of times before that if you ever get to a point in this business where you think you know everything, you know, it's time to get your bass boat. It's time to get your golf clubs and hang up your boots as a volley and leave. Don't, I mean, so when, when you, when you, when you think of somebody or when you see somebody or somebody's talking about somebody thinks they know it all, what are the thoughts that go through your head? We'll start things off that way with this. Right. And, and don't get us wrong. If you listen, you know, don't get us wrong. It's great when you got a couple of years on a job and you're starting to click and you're starting to get good with tools, and you're starting to turn out faster and have a little better understanding maybe of what's going on at jobs beyond maybe your task level stuff that, that, you're, that you're getting good at, uh, or you're a young officer with 10 years on a job, maybe just a couple of years in the front seat, and, and you're starting to feel good. You're starting to get your legs. That's not what we're talking about. We're right. not talking about those guys. We're not talking about these we're not talking about these levels, these pinnacles that you reach as you, as you go through your career, as you become a senior firefighter or maybe a driver operator or maybe a young officer or maybe a senior officer. But, uh, but, but there are, you know, people out there and they're in every industry. They're not just in fire, the fire service. There's cops like this. There's people that work in every industry like this, that for, however it is and whenever it is that they reach some, some kind of a level, some kind of a plateau, it's like they got it and, and they put it into neutral 
And they just and they just gliding on on what they know, which is not nothing, because they couldn't get where they were knowing nothing. But but they're not continuously approving, which is really, I guess that's really the point that we're, that we're trying to make here. That no matter who you are, whether you're Leo Stapleton with forty years on the job and you're the commissioner and chief of department, or whether you're some guy in in you know in Engine Four in North Charleston that's got three years on a job, there's there's a million, there, there's a hundred million opportunities to learn. And read, and everybody doesn't have to put on their bicycle glasses and sit down next to the fireplace <laughs> and start reading every night. But there's a thousand ways to learn stuff, and you should be learning stuff. I mean, if you can't learn something every time you put that uniform on, if you can't learn one thing every time you go down to the firehouse for drill night or for a drill or maybe even for a run, right? Then you're doing something wrong. There's, there's, the, you and I talked about it. We both have 40 plus years in the fire service. We're both traveling around. You know, we're still active in the valleys and our, in our communities, but we're still traveling around the country talking to people and, do, and and I come home every time with little notes, little, little notes in my pocket with stuff scribbled on them. And then fr from stuff that I heard from the speaker ahead of me or behind me or listening to you or having a conversation with somebody. Well, exactly. And, and, and I want to, I want to go back to something that you just said that you made me think of this and, and you've heard me mention this a bunch of times before when you said, you know, it's not when you, we're not talking about when you reach a plateau at each level as a firefighter, a company officer or whatever, because there's different levels a fire service maturity, I guess it is. You hear me say this all the time. Don't confuse confidence for cockiness, you know, and I'll just pick on myself. Don't, don't confuse. If I come off confident, like I'm, I'm in my abilities or what I'm looking at for cockiness, cause that's not it. You and I both talk about, again, egos eat brains, you know, and, and I've used this saying not to embarrass you, but I've used this saying about you when it comes to all your experience, John 48 engine, never under 6,000 runs a year, the busiest unit, rescue three, squad one, 11. I mean, oh my God, I don't ever have, I've never heard John Sell go, well, you know, I know this and I know that. Cause you know, the saying I use and the, the one I like is a, a lion doesn't have to tell you he's a lion. You know that if you have to tell me about all your fires, not, not, not let's not talk a good job. You know, Hey, remember that John, you know, and you go, you know, I had a basement fire once and, and, and you know, Rick, these were the challenges. I'm not talking that. I'm talking the guy that reads his resume every time you're around about, you know, then I did this and I did that and so on and so forth. So don't confuse folks' confidence for cockiness, but at the same time, and, and I, and I, and I, I mentioned this to you before, John, I remember seeing, I, I follow somebody on, on Facebook, like we all do. You were at a conference and you know, Oh no, no, it was a Teeks leadership conference. It was the Teeks leadership conference in Frisco. I think you had got done teaching and somebody else was out on the stage doing their topic. And, and some guy took your picture. You're sitting in the front freaking row with your notebook taking notes. And you didn't know it. He snapped your picture kind of from the side. And he goes, so the guy's got 40 plus years in the fire service. You know, the reputation that he has, which, you know, you and I, we always laugh about that because we're just a couple of firefighters, what we do. He says, he just got the teacher. Here he is. And he's in the front row, not back in his room having coffee. He's, 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 he's in the front row listening to another speaker taking notes, learning something. And, and you know what? And you know, you know who I was sitting next to? Who? Denny Compton. Denny Compton. <laughs> he was there too, listening. It was, it was a great. It was oh a my great God. Dennis yep. Compton. Gee, oh, if, if, if to our listeners, if you know who no chief Dennis Compton is, just Google his name. I, I just, and, and I said this the other day, I, uh, during lunch, um, uh, I was, oh God, I had such a good time. Um, you know, we, we were in Alabama, John. And then uh, this past weekend, uh, this past weekend, I was in Ohio, as well as where I flew into Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 
my hotel was in West Virginia and I taught in Ohio. Cause I'm right there, like in a little corner. Your head must've been spinning, <laughs> but I was with the, I was with the guys and gals from the Wellsville volunteer fire department of Wellsville, Ohio. And you want to talk about, first of all, a great, you know, John, you always talk about Birmingham. That's your measuring stick. Like, Oh, you know, it was a great place, but it wasn't a Birmingham, Birmingham, Alabama. Cause that was one of the best times you ever had. And we always said, we, we've never had a bad class. These guys, Friday night, we had dinner with the guys at the fire hall. It was just shop talk, John, just talking stuff and shop. And then, and then we had dinner after class. And during, and so during lunch, one of the guys came up and he, he came up to ask the questions. Hang on a second. Look at this. I was watching a video of a fire and he goes, is that what you spend your lunchtime doing? I said, well, if I'm not talking to you guys, yeah. How do you not, how do you call yourself good confident or a student of the fire service when you don't learn something every day about this job. Right. Right. And, and think, talk about some of your, some of your mentors, some of the people that you admire the most were probably some of the guys that never stopped learning. Right. Oh, absolutely. And, and it's, you know, and everybody thinks we're sitting here talking about chiefs and, and, you know, uh, you know, uh, we're talking about firefighters and lieutenants and we're talking about Crystalicio. We're talking about, oh. uh, you know, I mean, how many, how many guys have you and I worked with that, you know, uh, Mark Wesseldine, right? Guys like that, that are just, you know, Mark Wesseldine used to, I'd be sitting in the office after a good all hands, all of a sudden I'd be knocking the door, I'd look up and be Mark. Hey, Chief, you got a minute? Yeah, what's up, Mark? Now, here's a guy that you and I travel around with. Yeah. A whole country doing hands-on training and seminars and lectures. He still calls us Chief, you know? So I said, what's up? He says, listen, we were just having that conversation this morning. Remember that, the new blade that they gave the trucks to try out that we have, that new gorilla blade or whatever it is some blade, some blade with all these all sorts of big teeth in every direction around the edge of the blade you know anyway he said we just happened to be talking about that today he said i'll be damned we used that today boy was that good we thought it was going to be good but boy did it really work good i said who's working today the captain he said yeah well make sure they include that on the you know the recommendation so the job gets them you know our, our job sends stuff out we try it first before they go buy some you know and if they, they're junk we don't get them and if they're great they do and, and there's Mark Wesseldine, who's a chief now out in Colorado, yeah. retired firefighter, not not lieutenant, retired firefighter, and he's a, and he's a chief the second time around out there in Colorado. You know. Well, and so so let, let me ask you this: Yeah, yeah, we're not talking just chiefs and company officers; we're talking firefighters too. I can't think of a great boss, a great lieutenant, a great company officer, captain, BC, whatever. I can't think of one of my mentors. Or just a great, when you and I go, God, that's a great, look at this guy. God, I wish he worked for me or worked for me, or I got to work for him. That when they were a firefighter, John, they weren't into the job. They were all into the job. They didn't get promoted. And all of a sudden, someone waved a magic uh, company officer wand over your head with pixie Nobody dust. does that. Nobody no. reinvents themselves when they make boss and get interested if they weren't interested as a firefighter. Yeah, if they were crappy when they were crap plus crap equals crap. I'm not the best at math like you are, but I know crap plus crap is crap squared or whatever. Anyway, exactly. You don't become a great, a great you're not a slug of a firefighter. You become a great company officer. In fact, you even have to take it up even further. How many times you heard me tell the story? This is great. All right, so me, before our FDIC advisory board meeting years ago, so me and, and Chief Bobby Halt and John Bobby and Bruno, Alan Brunacini, Chief Bruno, our friend, God bless him, right? So we get in, we get in Bobby's car, John, and we're going to drive from Tulsa to Rogers, Arkansas, which is several hours to get there. And we're going to do a conference for the guys there, right? I remember this story. I remember <laughs> this great story. For, for, so for our listeners, we're, we're, we're driving, so... John, I've told you this a bunch of times. 
The whole, so Bobby's driving. I'm in the front seat. Bruno's behind me. This is a guy that had 48 years at Phoenix, you know, and 26 as chief. Then all the years after that, oh my God, John, the whole way there, he kept tapping me on the shoulder, hand me his phone. Rick, read this article. Rick, watch this video. Can you believe that? Rick, look at this guy. Would you want this guy? And I looked at Bobby and I said, does he ever take a nap? Does he ever close? I mean, the guy, if anyone deserves 20 minutes off from learning, it's Alan Brunacini. And then it kind of hit me. Take a breath, you know? Yeah. And then then it hit me, John. That's why he, who he, you know, he didn't get that way at ag. He didn't get that from sleeping in a corner on his iPhone all the time. He, he got now, you know what I've noticed lately? Cause you and I talk about the iPhone stuff and all that. A lot of the guys and gals in class, they're not like watching YouTube videos about like fishing shows or drag racing. You know, they're, they're taking notes with their phone or when you see them at break, they're doing the same thing. They're showing each other phones. Look at this video. This guy cutting his hole. Right. They're not looking at the Yankee game. Yeah. 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 I think there's more and more of them that are becoming that student of, 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 of the business that we're in, because you know, we've said it a thousand times before, there's no do-overs in the fire service. So besides all of our mentors that we talk about that just are, we're always learning people think nowadays, John, nowadays, John, about the resources. Back when we started, you subscribed to Fire Engineering Magazine, Firehouse Magazine, maybe Fire Chiefs Magazine if you're chief. You went to, you know, Fire uh, FDIC, you went to Firehouse, right? to iChiefs, and that was it. You got in a car and you drove seven hours, three hours to go see John Salka or Alan Brunacine or, you know, nowadays, oh my God, the resources are incredible. And you don't have to, and you don't have to leave your dining room table or, or your front seat of your car up. Or the firehouse kitchen, right? Oh, exactly. I mean, you know, um, you talk about all, you always refer to the iPhone as the Huckleberry. You get to pick up your Huckleberry, your iPhone or whatever. But you mentioned, you mentioned a couple of them in a class we were at not too long ago. Um, uh, you mentioned uh, a clo- Firefly Close Calls with Billy, you know, as a resource. Um, how there's lesson plans on there. There's videos, there's pictures, there's company quick drills. I mean, I mean, all the magazines, right? All the magazines have websites, Fire Engineering, Firehouse, all the magazines have a website, which have numerous pages and, and personalities and you and me and Mike Champo and, you know, every, everybody who's on there is on there, right? And then you have, like you said, Close Calls, Near Miss, what's his name? All, all the big names and not even all the big names, but there's a lot of active guys out there. You know, Billy Goldfeder and, and his partner got, got a, a couple of things out there, right? Everybody's got something out there. You know, the IFSTA manual, folks, you can like or not like everything about those manuals, but but those are still, it's still a great, it's still a great uh, website, you know, and never mind just Googling in, never mind just going to Google and typing in, five, five, just go to YouTube, go to YouTube and watch videos, you can learn some stuff. Well, you were just on a show, uh, what, with the Get Salty guys, right? And, right. And the Get Salty guys, the, the, the followership they have, the followership and uh, another group that there, that's another show that you could watch and learn something. You, you know, for some of these guys, we've said before, how many times, John, have people said, well, you're not, we're not a real busy fire department. How do I get the experience? And what do you always tell them? Right. If you're not a big fire department, it doesn't matter whether you do one fire a day or one fire every six months, you got to do it. You, you got you to do it right. And you got to prepare. But you know what? It's a ridiculous thing to say because some people think you're full of shit, but you know, the less flies you have, the more time you have for training. And that sounds ridiculous because everybody looks through their nose. And I tell the story in all our classes and all my classes, and I tell it up in the volleys here too. I said, you know, I ask a question. Can you get 
good, maybe not great, but can you get good with just training and no experience? You know, I see guys shaking their head. No, I said, what do you mean? No. How can you do it without experience? I said, why don't you ask the Marines? <laughs> My son joined the Marines. Did 13 weeks in Paris Island. They came out. They came out ready to kill bad guys. They never shot a real bullet at a real enemy. They probably never left the island for 13 weeks. And they come out of there, Marines. Now, they're going to get better with experience. They're going to get better when they start going places and really doing stuff. But when they come out of that academy after 13 weeks, they are good. And you know what? You can do the same thing in your firehouse. You could be in a little village somewhere with million-dollar houses. You might have to wait two years to go first do a fire. You can still be good. You can be running out there, pulling hose, like you said, pulling over at, pulling over at the playground on the way back from a run and having a guy <laughs> pull, out a, pull out three lengths of hose to see if he can get to the jungle gym or the, or the monkey bars you know, quickly and, and uh, you know, efficiently. So training is important. And sometimes, not sometimes, if you looked at all the fire departments, 40,000 fire departments, how many are really, really, really busy? A couple of hundred, maybe. If that, everybody else has got to train. you got to train to be good. Well, and, and like you said, you know, the, the, what is it? The more we, the more we sweat in training, the less we bleed in battle was a saying from a long time ago. Just like that. How and, true. And then Gordon, Gordon Graham, Billy's Billy Goldfeder's partner, Gordon Graham, longtime legend in risk management, everything, leadership. You know, we, we use his saying, we use it in our leadership book. Every now and then, every now and then you have to sharpen the saw. That's every right. now and then you have to sharpen your saw and you don't do that. Now I will say this, John, you made me think of something. You mentioned YouTube. It used to be really bad, and it's still there. Where a lot of a lot of guys or a lot of bosses will beat up on their firefighters. Oh, you on YouTube again? Are you on YouTube again? Well, you know what's wrong with that? What's what's wrong with watching the fire videos? As long as you're not commenting and making stupid comments and pointing fingers, because that you know you know how that drives you and I crazy. The bullies and thugs that think they're perfect and they can make comments about I can't believe those MNFers did this and I'm like really, and you call yourself one of us, but. God, I, I watch those videos and I go, sometimes I go, you and I have sat there, haven't we? We went, oh my holy God, what are they doing? What are they doing? Yeah. It, but you don't comment on it, but you say to yourself, okay, what do I have to do to make sure that doesn't happen to me or my guys, right? And you remember the old days, I think you could probably, uh, to our listeners, you can probably Google this or, or go online and look for it. Um, on the job, on the job, oh, yeah. the old training video, old training program for the FDNY. Before I got on, I was on 33 years. I'm out 10. That's 43 years. So 43 years ago, it was on TV. It was you could you could find it on public television, and I think you can still dig it up. They're not making it anymore, obviously. But the point is, that's what we were watching back then. There were no computers. There was nothing online. There was no YouTube. But we were watching on a job to see if we could catch a little bit of a, a glimpse of 31 truck and 82 engine going to work down there or something like that. And that's what these these new younger guys are doing. They don't do it exactly the same way we did it. I was going to say they don't have the same resources available. No, they don't. They get a hundred times more resources. Oh, available, you know? oh. well, and, and you hear me talk about, you know, a bunch of our guys at Wichita West. We've got a great fire department, great roster there at my volley department. But, you know, we are talking about like some of the newer guys about the, uh, the roof hooks, the FDY roof hook and all purpose hook that we're putting on all the rigs. And one of the new guys, Jim Byers said, you know, he was, or Jim Byers, sorry, Jim Spears, Jimmy, Jimmy was an honor guard commander at Louisville. Um, but, um, Jim, Jim, Jim Spears was like, so, you know, about the differences and this and that. I was explaining things. I said, you know, go to YouTube. There's like, 
a bunch of a, a nice tightened up group of videos that are like five minutes long on the all purpose hook versus the roof hook, the roof of it, which one, the, the likes of both and what guys like, you know, they prefer and all that. And they can show you all the different things. And, and he goes, yeah, I was watching this and watching that. So I, I really don't have a problem with the guys watching. I, in fact, I, I, I like that they're watching the fire videos and the training. God, there's like a gazillion, like you said, training videos out there. You know, every one of my mentors, you, you and I have said this before. You've heard me say it. What I admire most about the guys I had the privilege of hanging with Eddie, Chief Eddie Enright, Chief Jack McCasson, Chief Tom Freeman, Tommy Shervino, you know, Ray Hoff, you know, all those guys is they love the job so much you couldn't help but admire them. You right. know, right. everybody likes to talk hunting and fishing once well, but these guys, like you and I, we get on a phone. The whole reason we started this show, we don't get paid to do this show. We, we start doing this because people are like, you guys ought to start recording those little things when you're sitting there going back and forth talking about engine versus truck and, and ventilation. You know, we just love talking shop and I love you hanging with the guys. And it's contagious. Oh, and, it, and, and, it, and we push it down the road. You know, like kicking a can down the road is a term for, for not doing something with something and kicking it down and making a decision later. But reverse that around. So you take a guy like Jay Jonas, <clears throat> who's been writing for now a couple of years, the seventh division uh, newsletter, right? Oh, it's God. Actually, it's actually a series of very technical motivated articles about dramatic fire situations in the FDNY over the past 40 or 50 years, every famous fire you ever knew about and, and the 30 that you didn't know about. And, and where did he get the idea, Jay Jonas? Where did he get the idea for doing that? Do you know? I have no idea. Vinnie Dunn. When Vinnie oh. Dunn was a division commander in the third division, he used to write a little newsletter every month about this and about that, about training tips and, and hazards firefighters face and, successful operations that they had. He picked it up from Vinny. He even called him up and said, hey, Vinny, it's Jay Jonas. Hey, Jay, hey, Jay. He said, listen, I'm, I'm thinking about resurrecting what you did. You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of calling this for permission. I don't want you to think I'm sort of, you know, <laughs> you, you know, using He said, no, by all means do it. That's that. You know. So there's Vinny Dunn started something that Jay Jonas picked up, up, you know, 15, 20 years later, and now he's doing it. Jay's getting ready to retire. Don't you think somebody might? Don't you think somebody in the seventh division or the sixth division or the third division might pick up on that same idea? And you can see how when you're into the job, you sort of generate, you promote it with the people around you. We've said that a hundred times. Well, and I just check my folder because I, I keep a copy of all those. And I, I may not have everyone, but I'm pretty close. You know me. There's 74. Now, that may seem like a lot to some people you know, that have like a thousand podcasts because they do them on like how to empty the garbage and everything. 74 of Jay's newsletters, the amount of work that he goes through to put each one together, the interviews, the research, and he is absolutely spot on with his details and accuracy. Accuracy is, you know, Jay, he's like- These are multi-page. These oh. are five and 10 page articles with photographs. He goes to the FDNY photo unit. They know him. How you doing, Chief? Good. Listen, I'm looking up this fire. It was in all hands. It was box 3428. It was in 1957, 3rd <laughs> Avenue in the Bronx. I know that a, a firefighter got killed in a civilian. Also, the guy sends him electronically. He sends him 20 pictures. And, and somehow, either the photo unit has done it, but they clear them up. They make them look like they were taken with a cell phone, like last year. And then he goes to the first two companies. He goes into the file cabinet. He pulls out the fire report. He writes down the first two lieutenant's name, the nozzle firefighter, the backup firefighter. It's all in the reports. 
So when he writes this article, he says, engine, engine four eight arrived at the scene and commanded by Lieutenant John Skelly. And, you know, he, he pulled a two and a half inch line and, you know, fireman Carbone and fireman Wright pulled the line, the nozzle and backup. You feel like you're at the fire when you read it. And boy, does he put time and he's got what, 76, you said? 70, well, I have 74. So it's right there. It's I think it's 74. 74, you know, detailed multi-page stories with pictures. And, and then he not only does that, then he does... Following the report, he talks about lessons learned. He makes everyone oh. a, a, a training event. Lessons learned about pre-connected lines, about two and a half inch hose, about backing up the firefighter properly, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So just another example of somebody that's into the job and doesn't know everything. He keeps researching and looking stuff up all the time. 43 years on the job. Well, and, and I, you and I have said this, just when you think, okay, I think I've got this, this, this whole firefighting job down. You and I go somewhere. We look at each other. And go, I didn't. I didn't. I never knew that. Or that. Wow, that's a different way. Or what? You, you know what I'm saying? There's just there's a million, a million things out there that I I, I don't know. And it's, not it's just more, it's more than a million. And not just technical. I, I go to a racket. I go to a, I go to a, a, a parade. I go to a, a, a reunion, and I'm talking to an older guy from Rescue Three or from Third Division, and and Austin, he tells me, oh yeah, those uh, you know we had the second sections. You know, you know, there's probably hundreds, if not thousands of guys on the FDNY right now, wearing a patch, going to fires that don't know there were second sections in the FDNY. Now, listen, I understand everybody who's in the fire service doesn't have a grasp or a taste for history like you and I do and lots of other people do. But it's nice to know the history of your own department, second sections and tactical control units, TCUs, you know, truck 712. Engine five twelve. These were second. These weren't second sections, but but they would go into a firehouse and ride in the evening hours in front of a busy truck and take all the runs in and give them a little bit of a break, and then they would disappear at like midnight or something like that. Go out of service. You know, they they would that be the end of their shift. They come back the next night. The point is, even even stuff about everybody's job. St. Louis, Missouri, Wichita, wherever it is you work, there's probably stuff about your fire department. Oh, engine two used to be in with engine one. Really, yeah, for ten years when that firehouse burned down. It's your, I just find that interesting to know about your own town, your own fire department, or, or maybe the fire department in general. Well, and it, it's just the history is incredible. The information is unbelievable. Like I said, and and uh, John, you know, I've done it before. I, you know who taught me? All right, go to YouTube. Terry McGrath, our good buddy, Assistant Chief Terry McGrath for Louisville. He's going to be on our hump day hangout with us, right? Terry's been with us a long time. I call him, I call him Elroy, Elroy Jetson, because he's like so freaking smart. I'll call Terry. Go. He go. Well, I found this on YouTube. Dude, I'm like, oh. so I I remember calling him once. Going, okay. I just want to let you know. I pulled a Terry. I pulled an Elroy. I went to YouTube. I found a video, and I actually went out and did it with my hands. I mean, you know, I watched the video. They told me how to do it, and I fixed it by myself. I mean, it, it, it the the stuff's out there. The re, you mentioned, you know, uh, what we were talking before uh, a class ago about firefighter close calls, and then you talk about the webinars. The podcasts, the websites, the apps on your phone, the videos, the books, the magazine articles. You can go to Fire, Fire Engineering Magazine, John, has every article they ever published since they started as Fireman's Journal in 1887, 1877, 1877. You can, you, if you subscribe to our readers, if you subscribe to Fire Engineering, again, they were called the Fireman's Journal from 1877. They started, and I think they were actually doing two articles a week back then, or two issues a week. You can read every, you can read articles in the 1800s. And you know what's scary, John? You think they were written yesterday. You know, you know what? You know what? Same <laughs> stuff, right? 
Oh yeah. So so the information the information is there. So you again, yes, we're we're talking visualizing, learning, and cognitive skills. But you could take what you're watching, what you're reading, and you could apply it to your psychomotor the skills, the hands-on. You could take what you read and what you learn and go out and do it and practice it. How many guys have seen one picture of an Andy Fredericks door chalk, right? The Andy door chalk. They just saw the picture of it and they went and made their own. So, yep. Yep. so, so to our listeners, you know, well, you know, I'll, I'll say this, John, you know, you should be reading something about this job every single day. You should be, right. you know, whether it's five minutes, two minutes or watch a video, whatever. Let me ask you, as we close things out here. Before you know, we close things out, oh, go ahead, go ahead, I want to say ahead. one more thing. Cause, go ahead. Cause I'm, I'm searching around my desk here while we're talking. I saw you were doing the same thing. And there's so many resources out there. And I don't know how we can, I don't know how we can even talk about training, resources, learning, experience, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, without talking about FDTN, which is Fire Department Training Network. Oh, which yeah, is Jimmy, Jimmy McCormick Jimmy out McCormick. in Indianapolis. He's got it, it's not the National Fire Academy. I think I think he calls the he's got some kind of a, a, a variable name for it. You know what I'm saying? It's like the National Firefighting Academy. He literally has like a 20-acre site with 15 different buildings, a firehouse. He's got three engines, three trucks, his own mass service unit, radios and saws. And he trains probably a couple of thousand guys a year on two and three and four day classes. And it's all live fire training. They have an excellent safety record out there. Most of the buildings are built out of uh, containers. He's, he, mass, he has a class on how to build training props with containers. You go out there and learn actually how to build the training props. But anyway, we're not getting crazy about it. FDTN, if you look that up, if you've got some time to go do some hands-on training and you want to learn from the real – and he's got instructors there from Los Angeles, New York, Seattle, New Jersey, Texas. You know, He's got them from everywhere, all great guys that know what they're doing. What an operation he's got. I, can, I can't speak too much about it. It really is well, another great source. And just the fact you mentioned all those different departments, you know how much I love FDNY and your heritage, right, and Chicago – they're not all FDNY Chicago instructors, right? They're, I mean, no, so absolutely not. They're, nope. they're, they're from, you're bringing in different viewpoints and ideas and experiences from all over North America into one place. And Jimmy, I was just talking about it at, at, at Wichita West, my Valley place. And I took a couple of guys about, oh, it's incredible. They're, they're incredible there. So, so, so that being said, we talked about the resources, the resources are out there because how many times in the company officer academy do we say the good boss, the good company officers were interested, right? In a job. And you've heard me say this, you have to work your ass off nowadays to not be interested in fire service. You, it takes more work and effort and time to not be interested than to be interested because it's everywhere you look, there's stuff. So John Salka has got a room full of uh, probies. Let's do that first. You got a room full. Of, hey, hey, chief, would you come over and talk to our academy students just for just, you know, 20 minutes, just give them a little wisdom from Chief Salka. When it comes to, and, and I think we're going to call the show, do you really know everything? I think I wrote that down earlier. Do you really know everything? What would you say to the probies about that whole, how, how to stay away from, do you really know everything? Kind of, I know everything. What, what advice do you give them about honing their skills about this job? I mean, you and I have said this a thousand times to probies and, other, and, and even to some young officers, you know, some of my firefighters became lieutenants and captains on, you know, you, you see them again or you talk to them before they leave. You have to be promoted. And, and if you just strive to do what we've already said a couple of times here today, if you just strive individually, forget everybody else, forget your company, forget your mentors, forget everything. 
if you go into work every day, or if you're a volley firefighter and you've got, you know, one drill night or a couple of days a week that you go to drill and practice at the firehouse, if you just strive to learn something every time you go through the door, now, if you're in a firehouse once a week, plus runs as a volunteer, then that, and then that once a week might be tonight for you. might be tomorrow night for me, Wednesday night. Make sure you learn something. Don't just go in and buzz around and check the rig and talk to the guys and pull some hose and leave. Think to yourself, can I learn something new tonight? If you really just strive to do that, number one, if you just follow that one rule, you never ever could say, I, I know everything because every single time you came in, you learned something new. You learned something new. When you leave it in the morning, you say, you know what I learned last night at that job? That you don't have to do that. You can, you can, you can do this with the soil. You can do that with the Halligan. I mean, Bobby, Bobby Morris is still out there showing people stuff with the Halligan that I find amazing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. So, so, so the message to the probies is become a student of the game, fall in love with the job, learn, learn something every, every day. Yeah. Learn something every day. Never be satisfied. You and I, I, I actually put my notes together for an article about, the bar you raise is not for anyone else. We always say we're raising the bar. The bar you raise is for yourself. You're raising the bar for, you know, that whole, well, we raise the bar for those. Of, no, no, no. You're raising the bar for yourself. What do I have to do to be better? What do I have to do to be, you know, the best at what I'm doing? And never, I just say it's never, ever be satisfied. Last part here. Last part. All right. We're having, we're having, uh, we're having dinner with, with a bunch of guys, career volunteers at a conference. We go out to dinner with them. It's just us. What do you say to the senior firefighters about this whole gaining information, knowledge, you know, to, about some of the know-it-alls? Around? What do you say? You, you, you said what you said to the probies. Now what do you say to a senior guy that's been on the job for a while? Well, you know, and, and we do that too sometimes when we're out doing a seminar to bring us to dinner or we go out with a crowd somewhere else, but with a, with a big group of guys. And, what I like to ask the senior guys is you can ask at the table sometimes, or sometimes you can ask while you're walking down the hallway with a guy say, how, how are the probies here? How are the new guys here? You getting them ready? They, they, are they going to, are they going to get to where you are? You know, are they going to be successful and see what he says? And, and, and no matter what he says, not you got them, but if he says, absolutely, we're working hard chief. They, I think they're going to be better. That's a wonderful answer. Sometimes they're like, well, you know what? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. These new guys, sometimes I'm saying to myself, well, guess what? That's how we're measuring you. I'm not measuring you by you. I'm measuring you by the guys that you that you break in. I'm measuring you by the people that follow you, right? That's a that's a great thought, and it's a great it's a great measuring, you know, standard. Is not measure. I'm not measuring you by your success. I'm measuring you by the success of the people that you that you raised, that you brought in, that you trained. The, exactly, and and if you're going to be that senior guy, you know, be that senior guy. Share all of all of us have gotten better because of the people around us you know all of us have gotten better because of our mentors and because of the people that shared with us so you know what be a share be be somebody you know don't be the you know throwing your resume in everybody's face person but be the one that takes the time to train the new guys to sit there have a cup of coffee i love you know love talking shop and talking tactics and how could we have done that or whatever so on and so forth um there's a ton of people out there that have just millions of pieces of little megabytes of information shoved into their brain about this job that never get out of their brain. You know what I'm saying? That they need to share yeah. with those around them. So if you're the senior guy or gal, Hey, share, we, 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 we have the honor and luxury of hanging out with some pretty cool people called firefighters. And uh, you know, we, we learn something about this job every day. You, you and I, you say it all the time. Look at us. We're just a couple of chooch firefighters that they can hang out with some cool people. We get to go out, 
have dinner with some great people, teach and hang out and share information and learn something. And people take us out on the floor and they go, and you go, God, I never thought of that particular hose. I never really, that's what you got. How many ideas, thousands of ideas that we've seen out there and we still continue to see because it's all right out in front of us. Yep. So, all right. Hey, so um, if they want to get a hold of you, two ways, two ways. First is best email, John. Chief John Salka at gmail.com. And I know I love your website, johnsalka.com. So johnsalka.com. I'm Chief Lasky at gmail.com, or you can go to chieflasky.com. Um, and we've redone our websites and everything else. Get a hold of us. Um, we always ask you uh, when we end these shows, uh, and, and we'll never stop uh, asking you to please keep the men and women of armed forces, especially right now with everything going on around the world, please keep them in your thoughts and prayers. You know, uh, if you're a firefighter, invite one of our, our 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 brothers and sisters in blue for over for dinner or for lunch at the firehouse and keep them in your thoughts and prayers as well. Uh, and we always remind you that never forgetting means just that, never forgetting. Thanks a lot. God bless you. And we'll see you next time.